The annual State of the State Address outlines the governor's vision for Delaware, highlighting programs, proposals, and legislation that impact our residents. We're sharing Governor John Carney's 2020 State of the State Address, where he highlights some of his major initiatives. We'll be back next week with another episode of Whip Count. Follow us on Facebook at WhipCountDE and make sure you're subscribed on your podcast app. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, this is Whip Count. Governor, I'd like to welcome you to the House of Representatives. We look forward to hearing uh, what you have to say in your state of state. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Lieutenant Governor Hall Long, Mr. Speaker, Mr. President Pro Tem, members of the 150th General Assembly, members of my cabinet, distinguished members of the judiciary, invited guests, and my fellow Delawareans. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, for inviting me today. It's a, a great privilege, and it's great to be here with all of you. Before I get started, a, a point of personal privilege, if I may. We're joined today by my beautiful mother, Ann Carney. She always gets the loudest applause. <laughs> I told her that at least there would be one person in the chamber who would be cheering for me. Not bad. She raised nine children and taught school for 30 years and is here with us today. And she'll be leading the applause, so keep your eye on her. Mom is here with my brothers Mike and Joe, Joe's wife Gail, my brother-in-law, who you all know, Brendan O'Neill, the state public defender. My sister, Claire, is here as well. Thank you for joining us all. I also want to start with a thank you to my wife, Tracy, for everything she's doing for our state. Well, Mr. Speaker, that makes two that get louder applause. She keeps me humble. Finally, I'd like to recognize one of my oldest friends in the legislature, Senator Harris McDowell. Senator McDowell. Senator McDowell and I have been friends for a long time, and we've been neighbors for 33 years. And it's been a privilege for me to be represented by him in Delaware State Senate. As you all know, he will be retiring at the end of this year. Harris is someone who has left his mark on this state in more ways than can be counted. And his absence will be deeply felt in the Senate chamber and back in our neighborhood and our district in Wilmington. 
One more time, join me in thanking Senator McDowell for his support. This is the fourth time I'm addressing this body as your governor. And as we start the last year of my first term, it feels appropriate to take stock of where we were three years ago, of the promises we've made, of the promises we've made good on, and of the work we have left to do. Three years ago, I promised Delawareans that at the end of my term, our economy would be stronger, that middle and working class Delawareans would be better off that would be better paying jobs, that we would feel safer in our neighborhoods and in our cities and towns, that more of our children would be graduating ready for what comes next with a sense of promise about the future, and that our state's finances would be strong and in order. And so today I have good news to report. Compared to when I took office, 20,000 more people go to work every day in Delaware. In fact, more Delawareans are working than at any point in our state's history. And with a strong economy, it's the right time for us to invest in our future. More than half of all Delawareans working are employed at small businesses. They are the engine of economic growth here. Our future success depends on finding ways to grow our small businesses. So last spring, we started a new grant program, Encouraging Development and Growth Expansion, or EDGE Grants for short. We've already nearly awarded $1.5 million in EDGE Grants to 20 companies. One of those business owners is Santiago Rojas Carbonell with W7 Energy. He and his team are developing battery technology for zero emissions electric vehicles. Santiago is here with us today. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Golftainer, the new private operator of the Port of Wilmington, is investing as much as $600 million in the port. That includes a new state-of-the-art container terminal at Edgemoor. The ILA has already signed up 500 new members in anticipation of those opportunities. And they've leased Albert Palmer Elementary School in Southbridge to build a workforce training facility for port workers. This investment will translate into hundreds and perhaps thousands of new jobs. Thanks to the Delaware Prosperity Partnership, there are over a thousand new jobs in Delaware, and over a thousand jobs stayed here in Delaware instead of moving out of state. With your help, we've invested $10 million in a new transportation infrastructure fund. When companies are deciding where to locate, we'll be able to move quickly and decisively to help them.
Thank you, Secretary Cohen, for your help there. <laughs> Delawareans also expect to be able to get to and from work quickly and safely. And that's why we're investing $4.5 billion over the next six years to modernize our roads, bridget, bridges, and public transit. New investments in our technology infrastructure have already brought high-speed Internet to the areas around Laurel, Seaford, and Bridgeville, where service was spotty or non-existent before. This is also helping family-owned businesses like Ellis Farms, which is a poultry and grain business in Millsboro. They rely on high-speed Internet to collect data and drive their farming operations. Projects are scheduled in Kent County in the coming weeks. Kimberly Hopkins is an educator in Seaford. Without access to high-speed Internet, Kimberly couldn't grade papers online at night, and her son with autism couldn't get his videos to buffer. Kimberly participated in our broadband pilot and is here with us today. She's representing the thousands of Sussex and Kent Countyans who now have access to this crucial 21st century technology. Kimberly, please stand and let us recognize you. And I'm told Kimberly's mother is a state employee. Got that wrong. Gotcha. Our technology investments are having an impact in other ways as well. This past year, we launched Delaware One Stop. It's a convenient centralized platform that allows small businesses to easily get licensed with the state. We should also make it easier for everyday Delawareans to interact with their state government. We need a one stop for Delaware citizens where you can buy your park pass, register to vote, renew your license, or check for snow closures. I've asked our chief information officer, James Collins, to lead a new effort to connect state government with Delawareans through technology. This will be a game changer for our state. Thank you, James. <laughs> Together, we've also invested over $30 million in the Higher Education Economic Development Fund. We want our colleges and universities to help drive economic growth in Delaware. Exciting projects are already underway. At the University of Delaware Star Campus, we're helping build an, a national research center for biopharmaceuticals. It will encourage scientists and entrepreneurs to innovate right here in Delaware. At Delaware Tech, an automotive center in Georgetown and a training center in Middletown, will help meet the workforce needs of our employers. And at Delaware State University, they have the first and only HBCU aviation program in the country, and we're replacing and expanding the aircraft fleet there used to train students. I'd also like to welcome Dr. Tony Allen, who was sworn in this morning as Delaware State's new president. Congratulations, Tony.
We all know Tony, Dr. Allen, excuse me, and you will be a great leader at Delaware State University. Our focus through all this has been to make Delaware's economy more agile, more innovative, and more sustainable. At the end of three years as your governor, I'm pleased to report that the state of our state is strong and getting stronger. But we're not stopping there. In my budget next week, we're proposing $50 million in capital investments to further strengthen our economic infrastructure. These investments are designed to shift our economy into a higher gear. Many emerging companies have outgrown the experimental station or the star campus in Newark. So we're investing in lab space where they can keep growing here in Delaware. We'll create a site readiness fund so we can quickly convert existing properties to meet the needs of prospective employers. And we'll expand the successful EDGE grant program to encourage even more small businesses to grow and innovate. Our goal was simple. We want companies to start here, to grow here, and to stay here. While strengthening our economy has been a high priority, it hasn't been our only focus. Three years ago, we promised to make Delawareans feel safer in their neighborhoods and our cities and towns. And thanks to Representative Bentz and members of the General Assembly on both, both sides of the aisle, we passed the Bo Biden Gun Violence Prevention Act and another similar red flag law. The idea behind both pieces of legislation was really simple. We should keep firearms out of the hands of those intent on harming themselves or others. Family members and mental health providers can now raise a concern, and a judge determines whether to intervene. These laws have already been used 35 times to date, and they have helped save lives. But we know we can do more, and I encourage every member in this chamber to support legislation that would ban so-called ghost guns and high-capacity magazines. These bills are just common sense. We're also working with you to strengthen our school safety infrastructure. Over the past two years, we worked with Representative Jakes and Representative Short and others to invest $10 million in a new school safety and security fund. Districts are training their personnel and using the latest technology to keep our children safe in school. We shouldn't lose sight of the progress we've made, though. Over the last decade, violent crime in Delaware has fallen, fallen by 27%, and property crime is down 25%. But we all know we can do better. Through the Family Services Cabinet Council, we're partnering with Mayor Przicki, with Wilmington Police Chief Tracy and Attorney General Jennings. The initiative is called Group Violence Intervention, or GVI. We're talking directly to Wilmington's most violent offenders, but with a new and different approach. We're challenging them to put down their guns and offering an alternative to a life of crime and violence. We need a similar approach 
here in our capital city. Attorney General Jennings and Mayor Prasicki, thank you for helping us keep our neighborhood safe. Last year, I signed an executive order to help ex-offenders more successfully re-enter their communities. This year, all inmates sentenced to more than a year in custody get individualized plans as soon as they enter prison. The plans focus on drug treatment, on education, and job skills. It's in all of our interests that these individuals leave prison better than when they entered. We've made a lot of investments in our correctional system over the past three years, and Commissioner DeMattis is committed to continuing those improvements, starting with the prison health care system. No one is working harder than Lieutenant Governor Hall Long to combat our opioid epidemic. Through the Behavioral Health Consortium, the Lieutenant Governor and others have given naloxone to more than 7,000 Delawareans. She and a committed group of volunteers led by our friend, Dr. Sandy Gibney, knock on doors and visit homeless encampments in the middle of the night to personally deliver naloxone. I understand Dr. Gibney is with us today. Dr. Gibney, thank you for your great work. Because of the Lieutenant Governor's leadership on the Behavioral Health Consortium, thousands of Delawareans have gotten a second chance at life. We've also established the first overdose system of care in the nation, expanding access to treatment for those who are ready to seek it. There's much, much more work to do on this epidemic, but thanks to our Lieutenant Governor and Dr. Walker, we're becoming a model for the country. I want to take a moment, if I might, to highlight the good work of my wife, Tracy. Tracy's First Chance Initiative focuses on hunger, trauma, and early literacy. She also wanted me to acknowledge everyone, people in this room and, and outside of this room, who are working with her on these important issues. In partnership with the Food Bank, with our libraries and other nonprofits, Tracy is leading efforts to ensure that our children come to school ready to learn and thrive. One of the best ways to achieve that is a simple one. Give our children books. And I'm proud to announce I think she does a better job than I delivering this speech. I catch her out of the corner of my eye every now and then. She can really hammer home a line. Okay, I'm off script a little bit. I'm proud to announce that with the leadership of State Librarian Andy Norman, who's fantastic, we're launching a pilot of the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Participating children will receive one book each month from birth to five years old, free of charge. The program will be centered in 13 public libraries covering thousands of children in five targeted school districts. We're also working with Delaware's pediatrician to get books to families right from the start. These efforts will help families build home libraries that could span generations. 
Through Tracy's efforts, we've also received a $10,000 grant to build on Delaware's success in promoting school breakfast. Every school in Delaware that provides free lunch now offers breakfast, and we're working on making food available for students in after school and summer programs as well, so that no one will go hungry. There's a lot. There's a lot more to say about Tracy's first chance initiative, and she wanted me to tell you that she hopes to have the chance to talk to each of you directly about our work. I would re recommend that you do that. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy, for everything that you're doing for our state. I think we can all agree that our children should be our focus. And there are perhaps no children more vulnerable than those in our foster care system. Maida Berrios is in the audience today. Maida spent several years in foster care and graduated from St. George's. Today, she's a sophomore at Delaware State and president of a campus organization that mentors children in foster care. Maida has, to, has had to pull together the funds to pay for college. But in keeping with Tracy's goal of giving every child a first chance of success, we're working with Representatives Griffith and Longhurst and Senators Poor and Lockman to help students like Maida. Our proposal will be to waive tuition and fees at Delaware Tech, Delaware State, or the University of Delaware for students who age out of foster care. I was looking for Maida, she there. Maida, thank you very much for your great work. We're gonna to have to bring you back every year, Maida. Nothing causes more fear or anxiety than when you or a loved one gets sick. Thanks to legislation sponsored by Representative Siegfried, we've reduced rates on the Affordable Care Act health insurance marketplace by almost 20% this year. Because of that, while ACA enrollment rates have declined in other states, we saw more than 6% increase in Delawareans buying health insurance on the exchange. We have seen significant progress since the passage of the Affordable Care Act a decade ago. Today, almost 95% of Delawareans have health insurance, and that's a big deal. With the Lieutenant Governor's Challenge 2.0, Lieutenant Governor Hall Long is making sure children and adults are developing habits that will help both their mental and physical health. Access to quality health care is also about having doctors in your community. In some areas of our state, we simply don't have enough physicians. And so in partnership with Representative Bentz, 
We will create a health care provider loan repayment program. We want to attract some of the best and brightest young doctors to areas where they're needed most in our state. A healthy Delaware starts with our most basic and valuable resource, our water. It's critical that we protect that resource for future generations. From the Brandywine to Rehoboth Bay to Trapon, we have beautiful natural areas in our state. And we all agree that families in Blades here in Dover and across our state deserve to know that the water coming out of their faucets is clean. That's why we're partnering with Representative Longhurst and Senator McBride to invest $50 million in clean water. Building off of the work of Senator Townsend's Clean Water Task Force, we'll create a clean water trust fund, and we'll have a special focus on hard-to-serve, low-income communities across our state. Taking care of our environment is one of the most important obligations that we have as elected officials. This is an historic investment that will make a big difference in the lives of Delawareans, in our economy, and in our environment. I hope you'll join me in supporting this proposal. Even when you're governor, Making Delaware better starts with the little things. It drives my security detail crazy. But you often see me walking down the street, you'll see me stopping to pick up a plastic bag or an empty bottle of soda. We have a litter problem in Delaware, and I'm determined to stop it. Last year, we launched the Keep DE litter-free campaign to get cities, towns, and community groups on board. And Secretary Cohen and her team have partnered with Goodwill to start what we call the Work-A-Day Earn-A-Pay program. We hire folks struggling to get back on their feet to pick up litter several days a week in all three counties. And through DelDOT's leadership last year, Listen to this. We picked up close to 50,000 bags of trash. Thank you, Secretary Cohen, for your great work. Starting next year, thanks to Representative Brady and others, single-use plastic bags will be a thing of the past in Delaware, and I think that deserves a round of applause as well. This year, we're, we're also taking a commitment, our commitment to the environment a step further. Over the next decade, we will plant one million trees across our state. That's a tree for every Delawarean. Please join us in that effort. Delaware has made great strides over the last decade to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels, and we should continue to be a leader on this issue. We plan to work with my friend Senator McDowell to set a new renewable portfolio standard. 
by 2035, we want 40 percent of Delaware's energy to come from renewable sources, and we can do it. And finally, thanks to all of you, we've preserved 134,000 acres of farmland. 25% of Delaware's... Twenty-five percent of Delaware's family farms are now preserved forever. Delawareans and visitors alike take pride in our natural environment, from our beaches to our inland bays to our award-winning park system. In 2018, we welcomed a record 9.2 million visitors to our state. That translates into $3.5 billion coming to Delaware, also a record. You all know one of my favorite parts of being governor is telling folks about the cool stuff there is to do here. This year, I took a boat tour on the Nanticoke with Representative Short. I ate oysters at the Lipsick Oyster Festival with Representative Carson. I toured the Firefly concert grounds and sampled homemade ice cream at Hopkins Farm Creamery. I played cornhole at Crooked Hammock Brewery in Lewis and played disc golf at Killen's Pond State Park. I went to the first Blue Coats game at the 76ers Fieldhouse and watched Little League Senior World Series in Roxana. So let's hear it for a great year in, in Delaware. I know what you're thinking, Senator. When does this guy do any work? We've got something really cool happening this spring that everybody here will, be, will want to be part of. Warships named after the first date have sailed under a U.S. flag dating back to the Revolutionary War. But it's been over 100 years since we've had a Navy ship named Delaware. That's going to change this spring when a USS Delaware, a brand-new Virginia-class nuclear submarine, is commissioned at the Port of Wilmington. Now that's going to be cool. I hope you'll join me for it. <laughs> to help me market our great state, I've got some marketing materials to hand out here to the speaker in pro tem. There's one for the rest of you as you leave, waiting outside. And these water bottles are reusable, so we don't have to pick them up in the trash. <laughs> While I've been out having fun touring through Delaware, I've also spent quite a bit of time with our state employees. The fact is, over the next five years, more than 40% of pension-eligible state employees will be able to retire. And so we need to recruit a new generation of public servants into state government. For two years in a row now, we funded raises for correctional officers, teachers, and social workers who help Delaware families all across our state. We funded renovations to the Carvel building in Wilmington that were decades overdue. And we'll be including funding in this budget to advance the construction of family court courthouses 
in Kent and Sussex counties. Thank you, Your Honors. We passed the nation's best parental leave policy for state workers and educators. More than 200 state employees have been able to spend 12 weeks at home with their newborn babies. Thank you, Representative Heffernan, for leading the way on that. In addition to helping their fellow citizens, Many of our state employees put their lives on the line to protect all of us. Our National Guard's men and women set an incredible example of selflessness and sacrifice. Since I took office in January 2017, 1,280 members of the Delaware National Guard have deployed overseas and here at home. With us today is Captain Joel Steinbrunner, during his 23 years of service in the Air National Guard, Captain Steinbrunner has deployed six times in support of the war on terror. He's also deployed to help after Hurricane Katrina and disaster relief in Puerto Rico. Specialist Toussaint is also here with us today. She emigrated from Haiti to Delaware and is now enrolled in college. Join me in thanking Captain Steinbrunner and Specialist Toussaint for their service to our country and our state. General Berry, to you and your command staff, thank you for your tremendous leadership of these dedicated men and women of the Delaware Army and Air National Guards. Thank you very much, and God bless. we made three years ago to our children is probably the most important of all. We promise that at the end of our term, more children will be graduating ready for what comes next and with a sense of promise about the future. Today, I can report that graduation rates for low-income students and English learners are the highest they've been in 10 years. Today, for the first time in our state's history, we're targeting resources towards these students who need our help the most. As you know, we call it opportunity funding. Districts are already putting the money to good use. Apoquinimic is expanding pre-K enrollment. In Red Clay, Darrell Green and his team are reducing class sizes and providing additional mental health supports. Laurel educators are placing a specific focus on behavioral health in the classroom. Laurel is represented today by Jessica Nowacki, their behavioral health coordinator. Jessica was hired 
through our opportunity funding. Public schools across the state are using this funding to hire more than 200 new educators and professionals focusing on these students. Let's give Jessica and all of our educators a big round of applause. Jessica's mother is a state employee. <laughs> My budget will continue this investment, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because the future of our state depends on the success of every one of our children. We know that an early start is key to the success, and that's why over the next three years, we'll increase state-funded ECAP pre-K seats by 50% statewide. <laughs> While students across our state need our attention, students in the city of Wilmington need our help the most. And that's why just yesterday, we announced our plan to invest $50 million to build a new school on the east side of Wilmington and to renovate Byard on the west side. All across Delaware, from Dover to Middletown to Rehoboth, we've built or renovated nearly 30 beautiful schools in the last three years. Our children in Wilmington deserve no less. like that. <laughs> Three years ago, we promised Delawareans that we'd make investments that move our state forward while getting our state's finances in order. And after digging out of a $400 million deficit, we've had two years now of stronger revenues. And we've been disciplined about how we've spent it. Today, we have a $200 million surplus. And importantly, we have $126 million in additional reserve that we can use when we need it. The budget I'll propose later this month will limit spending to sustainable levels and dedicate one-time revenues for one-time infrastructure projects. I will also propose the largest infrastructure plan in our state's history for the second year in a row. We're building state-of-the-art schools across our state. We're rebuilding our water infrastructure to make sure every Delawarean has access to clean water. We're preserving open space and investing in our downtowns. And we're supporting small businesses and working families in our state. Folks come up to me all the time and say, so Governor, how are things going? And I've taken to borrowing a phrase from our senior Senator Tom Carper, Compared to what? As I start my fourth year as your governor, 
and compare things now to how they were when I took office, things are really looking up. All of us in this room are keepers of the public trust. When we make promises, we have to keep them. And that's what we've done. When people have confidence in their government, it helps give them hope for the future. Inspiring that hope is our job, too. There are some things we can do in government that don't require a new program or new spending or even a new idea. And yet, they can inspire the same hope and faith in our government. We had just such an opportunity a few months ago, when right across the hall, the Senate confirmed Delaware's first African-American Supreme Court Justice, who was here with us today. Justice Montgomery Reeves swearing in before a crowd of hundreds at, at historic Howard High School is a moment I won't forget. And so let's continue to work together over the next year to build on the promises we made, to give people faith in their government, and to give them hope for the future. Thank you all. God bless you. God bless the state of Delaware. And God bless our great United States of America. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DEHouseDems, on Twitter at DEHouseDems, and on Instagram also at DEHouseDems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.